Hi everyone, today is January 29th, 2022. This is the Dual Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. This is the 250th episode of the Dual Assessment podcast. And we're going to talk about a little bit of Duel Links and a little bit of Master Duel. That's the way it's going to be now. Um, This week in Duel Links, we have a new uh, legendary duelist, Yuto, from Arc 5. His event called Dark Duelist of XCs, and also talk about what Yuto himself provides. So talking about his level up cards and his unique uh, skills. There's a box coming out, a mini box uh, coming out in Duel Links on Monday or Tuesday. I forget which day, but I won't talk about that yet. So I'll wait till the cards are released and see uh, what cards we get there. Um, besides Yuto, I'm going to have a little section about Master Duels. Because that is the new hotness. So, yeah, just search the Duel Assessment Podcast, subscribe and listen anywhere you get your podcast. You can even get this podcast on Roku. So my week in general, you know, like Master Duels has completely taken over. And Duel Links has just fallen by the wayside. And... I've been doing this event. I got Uto already. I think I have like level 20 Uto already. And I'm not even farming the event. I, I've kind of given up on farming. I just do some auto duels on the characters. Add some of my boosters. And that's usually good enough to get all the rewards. So I'm still collecting through uh, the event specific drops. I think in... I tried to get some rank duels and I'm still in Legend... I could easily hit uh, King of Games with Dynamists. Like I could, I could do it if I tried, but there's only so much time in a day. Now in Master Duels, I've done a lot of the solo campaign, but there's still a lot of uh, missions to clear, so I'm not through that yet. Um, I've gotten to the gold ranks. I think I'm gold five. I was gold four. I lost so many games. I got demoted. I'm kind of at the point where I have to play a meta deck uh, to compete, so it might be time to put away gimmick puppets after a week. We'll see. I, I did find an article with some like budget decks that are pretty good. I think that's a good place for me to start. But something I also started doing in Master Duels is crafting uh, staple cards. So, you know, you bought your um, Ashton Cherry... Uh, He's gonna hate me. Ashen Cherry Blossom, whatever. Uh, Lightning something. Lightning Vortex, Lightning Storm. I don't remember, but I also crafted uh, Nigarusu, uh, which is a card that, like, it's a big lava golem basically for your opponent, but you tribute, like, all of their monsters, so that's a pretty cool card. Uh, Maxi, I have not gotten to yet. Um, And. Yeah, I'm just I'm just putting in staple cards into my gimmick puppet deck to make it more competitive. I don't know, I don't know if that strategy makes any sense at all, but these are good cards just to have for any deck, and they're pretty pretty uh, flexible as well. So, working my way through Master Duels this week in esports. Let's get back to Duel Links esports and what happened. There was actually a big thing that happened this week in Duel Links esports, and that is the takeover of Magnet Warriors. So Magnet Warriors. Came in and took T1 
Tier 1. Last week, they were on their way. They were Tier 2 already, according to Duelink's meta power rankings, and now they're all the way sole Tier 1 deck. Let's talk about Duelink's Lounge Millennium Cup 28. First place, Demon666, Destiny Draw Magnet Warrior. First of a few Magnet Warrior decks we're going to look at today. And uh, this one's 28 cards. It's a big mess. But it does include three copies of MST and three Book of Moon, three Super Team Buddy Force Unite, three Powerful Reaper. So all these cards work pretty well. Obviously, MST, Book of Moon are staples. The Super Team Buddy Force Unite, you kind of swarm the deck with Magnet Warriors. Uh, that can get you into Nexi's play. That can help you um, trigger their abilities. Does a lot of things. And the Powerful Rebirth, of course, that promotes them a level up. So... Any of these level 3 guys are going to turn to 4. That works with the Delta pretty good into a rank 4 XE summon. Uh, the deck runs a few. While, while the rank 3 XEs primarily focuses on Gorgonic Guardian, which is a pretty OP card. You've got Diamond Dire Wolf, Malevolent Sin. Uh, those are like the level 4, rank 4 guys. Digital Bug, Corbage as a rank 5. I guess that gets the 4 into the 5. That's how that works. And... Uh, Giga Brilliance of rank 3, and then, um, of course, with the Corbage, you could turn into Gaia Dragon, the Thunder Charger. So there's a lot of play here. And, of course, Monster Reborn has really uh, put the deck together. Second place, Anova and Nova, the Dragon Knight's Path Gaia. Gaia's another deck that has ridden on the coattails of the Monster Reborn. And, um... Yeah, Forbidden Chalice has been dumped out of the deck. That was that was one of the better cards in the deck, and now it's gone. This deck runs BLS Envoy of the Beginning, Soldier Guy of the Fierce Knight, Dark Flare, Guy of the Fierce Knight of Origin, Archfiend Eccentric, three Magical uh, Guy of the Magical Knight, three Curse of Dragonfire, Monster Reborn, MST, three Book of Moon, Galloping Gaia, Gateway of Chaos, and Treacherous Trap Hole. Top 4, Reusane, Destiny, Draw, Magnet Warriors. This one's 25 cards. Um, fewer MST. They, it's pretty much the same deck as the one from the first place, but two fewer MSTs. There's Palazzo, Canadia, I guess. And top 4, David McGree, Mind Scan, Magnet Warriors. This one's an old-school version. No Monster Reborn at all. And it's all battle-focused because it has Magnetic Field, which lets your Magnet Warriors bounce, guys. Once they battle them. Alright, let's move on to Duel Links Meta Weekly 212. First place, Bash Jackson, Territory of the Sharks, Water XZs. You know, when this deck uh, doesn't do anything special with any uh, spicy cards, it looks the same all the time. Deep Sea Diva, Buzzsaw Shark, Silent Angler, Marksman, Heavy Infantry, Attack Squad, MST's Book of Moons, Chalice. Forbidden Trap Hole. It's all... It, it's a very boring looking deck. And boring to play too at this point. Second place, Fire Red 550. Destiny Draw Magnet Warriors. This is a control oriented build. 27 cards. 3 copies of Floodgate. Um, Floodgate. Book of Moon. You know. Uh, there's one magnetic field I guess. It's a little... It's a very control oriented deck. Top 4 skill shot, draw sense low level, buster blader. This deck is also very control focused. 3 Book of Moon, 2 Paleozoic Canadia, 1 Floodgate. 
One Shinzang Hu helps you lock down the back row. Uh, you throw in these quick play spells with the with the Buster Blader. Destruction Swordsman Fusion, of course. Karma of the Destruction Swordsman. Three copies of Destruction Sword Memory. Um, Buster Whelp. Three copies of Buster Whelp for the Draw Sense low level. Cosmic Cyclone's in there so you could kind of trigger that spell. Yeah, a lot going on here. Up for Sevathubi, Dragon Knight's Path Gaia. Uh, this one st- uh, is a little old school. It has the Chalice, I guess. That's what we're talking about at this point. Uh, what's old school and what's new school if you're on Chalice in your Gaia deck, I guess. Uh, Book of Moon does the same thing. Uh, you could kind of flip over your guy and have him re um, replenish his attack points if they're at zero. All right. So the big news is the power rankings this week. Magnet Warriors are a sole tier 1 deck all the way up to 15.4. I believe last week they were like at 12 or 11. Somewhere in the middle of tier 2, now they're up at 15. I don't know if I expect this deck to go into the 20s, but it's very much a possibility. Most tier 1 decks have gotten there. Uh, this is just a little promotion. Tier 2, Water XZs up to 13.7. I feel like this is one of the highest levels Water XZs has also gotten. It's always been like a lower tier deck, even in its heyday. Gaia up to 11.1. Same situation here. These are both kind of tier 3 decks that have bounced off the meta. They've been tier 4. Um, now they're, they're they're reaping the benefits here. Harpies down to 7.5. Kind of a low for Harpies at this point. Tier 3 Abyss Actors have fallen off tier 2, 6.5. TGs are stable at 4.7. And a couple of decks have fallen off the top three tiers. It's Burning Abyss, Destiny Hero, and Melodious. So, uh, Duel Links made a change to the improvements to Missions Display. And all it is, is it's a fourth tab. So, we have an additional tab in the Missions section. So, it's just like Missions, and they have the specific Dark Duelist of XZ section. Pretty clear that's that thing. And, um, yeah, that's all it is. On mobile, it's not not cumbersome. It's not like the fourth button has reduced the size of the tab significantly, so I'm fine with it. Uh, I don't think anyone can complain about that change. All right. Dark Duelist of XZs. So this event, we get Yuto. Um, I never watched Arc 5. All I know is that there's different forms of Yuya of each dimension, so there's like a synchro one, there's like a pendulum one, there's an XZ's one, this a sync, uh, whatever, a fusion one. This one's a XZ's guy, Yuto. Uh, I don't see how those characters look alike. Some characters think you're Yuya when you're playing Yuto. I don't know how they see that, but I'm sure they really do look alike. But in this event, you just get them pretty easy. You get them after a certain number of points. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's pretty uh, pretty easy to do. You just you just play through a few cutscenes and you get them. This drop pool has two new cards from the Phantom Knight set that are not part of his regular level up pool. So uh, make sure you get these cards. First one's called Phantom Knight Sword Continuous Trap. Activates by targeting one face of monster on the field. It gains 800 attack. Also, that target would be destroyed by battle or card effect. You can destroy this instead. 
When it leaves the field, destroy this card. You can banish this from the graveyard, then target one Phantom Knight monster in your graveyard, special summon it, but banish it when it leaves the field. This does a lot for a trap. Uh, first, I 800 attack buff. That's not amazing, but it's better than nothing. It'll help you win some battles sometimes. And it gives a protection, destruction and by battle or card effect. One protection. Finally, when it's in the graveyard, you can banish it and special summon a Phantom Knight in the graveyard. So, you know, you know typically your best back row cards, your MST, your Book of Moon, Forbidden Chalice, Forbidden Lance, they're very flex- flexible cards. This is pretty flexible as well. Uh, while it's not Power of the Guardians and has unlimited charges on the protection, it does enough. It helps you live once, helps you live twice, third time gets a monster out of the graveyard. And set up an XZ summon. This this uh, archetype does a lot of deck disposal, so you could just dispose what you want from the deck and then uh, punch it back in with the Phantom Red Sword. So overall, this is a pretty good card. I think um, it's not like a core card for any deck. It's not a generic good card, but it's good for Phantom Knights, especially since the second ability uh, where you resurrect a monster only applies to Phantom Knights. If you're if you're resurrecting every single monster in the game, that's pretty OP, and this would be a staple card, but right now it's not. Uh, so yeah, definitely a Phantom Knights card. Um, especially with the XZ's Dark Rebellion XZ's Dragon has a lot of attack, so the 800 attack can and flip a game. You might get Close to OTK there. Second exclusive event cards called Phantom Knight Spear. Continuous spell. Each time your opponent activates a card or effect that targets a Phantom Knight's monster you control, inflict 250 damage to your opponent immediately after it resolves. If a dark monster you control will be destroyed by a battle or card effect, uh, banish this from the graveyard instead. So, yeah, this isn't this isn't good. Um... It does 250 burn every time there's a target effect, but this doesn't prevent the target. That's the whole goal, right? So what you get out of the 250 burn could be the monster getting destroyed, and that's not a good trade. You don't want to trade your monster for 250 burn. Whether it's Karma Cut or Ballista Squad or or Harpies Bounce, uh, 250 burn's not enough. And then this, this has a protection, sure. When it gets destroyed... Um, the banish this from the graveyard. Sure, that's a protection, but it only works for dark monsters. Um, and someone has to be dumb enough to send this to the graveyard, I guess. I don't know. Like It seems like this is a card that they'll just leave on the field. Yeah, this is a really bad card. I, I don't like this card. Alright, so once you get through the event, you get Uto, like I said... It's 30 levels like any of the Arc 5 characters. Let's get to his card. So he has four exclusive level of rewards. And I think I think uh, his his set is pretty much uh, nerfed quite a bit. Some of it was put into the box, but then some of it's missing as well. Like, we don't see every single Phantom Knight card. Um, and I, don't, I think it's an incomplete set, even with the box. Like, I looked at the cards in the box, what he has here, and it doesn't, doesn't look very appealing. Four exclusive level of cards. The first one's called the Phantom Knights of... Oh, yeah, so the Phantom Knights are, like, clothes. They're, like, armors on a guy, like, a, on a Phantom Knight. And then they have, like, trap monsters and stuff. So it's, like, equipment for a guy. The Phantom Knights of Cloven Helm. 
get three copies of this card, level 4, Dark Warrior, 1500, 500. If a Phantom Knight's card is sent to your graveyard, this card gains 500 attack. You can banish this from the graveyard during the end phase of this turn, add a Phantom Knight's card from your graveyard to your hand. You can use each effect once per turn. So this card gets a permanent buff. Phantom Knight sent to the graveyard, uh, you get a buff. This beatdown ability is only useful when you have like something like Storm. You could storm off your your spells and traps. And then this guy gains like a thousand attack. And you clear some back row. He's a beater. He's a 2500 attack beater at that point. Because they just say Phantom Knight's cards. It doesn't have to be a monster. So you could just clear out your trap cards. Your that previous uh, spell. Bad spell that I mentioned. Yeah, you could just clear that of Storm and give this guy a buff. Of course, they can hit this guy with back row. They could kind of counter that. So this guy has to be on the board while that effect's going off. It's not a great deal. Uh, they could flip him over and reset him. Besides that, this is just a level 4 monster. This archetype's looking into getting to XE summon, so it doesn't really matter what attack this guy is. He's useful as like a second um, a second beater there, but it's also just there for the rank 4 XCs, I think. So, sure. And then when this card's in the graveyard, you can... Um, Add a yeah. When this guy's in the graveyard, you could banish him and add a Phantom Knight's card to your graveyard to your hand. Sure, that's a nice ability. Overall, this is not a bad card. Um, you know, given how unappealing these cards are, I think this could have a spot in the deck. It is it is level four, so that's something. It's not, it doesn't do nothing, but it's it's okay. All right, the Phantom Knights of Shadow Veil. We got two copies of this card. It's a trap card. Target one face-up monster you control, it gains 300 attack and defense. When an opponent's monster declares in a direct attack while this is in the graveyard, special summons in defense is a normal Dark Warrior level 4, 0 attack, 300 defense. Uh, this card's not treated as a trap. If summoned this way, banish this card when it leaves the field. So the 300 attack buff is pretty much nothing, but this comes out as graveyard as a trap monster, like, like Paleozo Canadian with worse stats. Uh, and it's level 4, so it's kind of just the whole goal of this is to get these trap monsters out and then set up a rank 4 Xyz with the Dark Rebellion Xyz dragon. Alright, Phantom Knights of Ragged Gloves. This is th- uh, 3 copies of this card. Dark level 3 warrior, 1,500. A Dark Xyz monster that was summoned with this effect gains this effect. If it's Xyz summoned, gain 1,000 attack. You can banish this card from your graveyard, send a Phantom Knight's card from your deck to your graveyard. You can use each effect once per turn. This is pretty good. The most, the best card out of these four cards we got. Uh, Psychic Tracker effect. Psychic Tracker will give you 600 on Synchro Summon. This gives you 1,000 on XZs. That'll make the Dark Rebellion Dragon like a 3,500 plus the, plus the effect. So it's a pretty strong ability. It can make an OTK. And... You banish this from the graveyard, and you do the Foolish Burial. You take a card from the deck to the graveyard. This is a really solid card. Helps set up their plays. Uh, they do have a rank 3 XC, so this is, fits This sits right in there. Uh, this is a core card for Phantom Knights. And finally, the Phantom Knights of Cursed Javelin. Rank 2 XCs, Dark Warrior, 2 level 2 monsters, 1600 attack, 0 defense. You can detach a material from this card, then target one face of monster your opponent controls. Until the end of the turn, change its attack to zero and negates effects. This is a quick effect if it has Phantom Knight's card as material. You can use each effect once per turn. 
This is uh, this is really good. Any rank two XZs will use this card because it's generic requirements and it does not need a Phantom monster as the material. The Phantom Knight's card as the material only applies for a quick effect. Now you don't really need a quick effect. This is like Gorgonic Guardian, pretty much. Um, yeah, this is like a rank two Gorgonic Guardian. Now the problem here is we don't have any rank two, a level two Phantom Knight cards. Once they gave us are not, and then Phantom of Rebellion. If I'm looking through this box, I'm not going to find the level two Phantom Knight. I'm pretty sure. Wait for his uh, damn website to load. Phantom Knights of Ancient Cloaks level three. Phantom Knight's boots are three. Phantom Knight's fragile armor, which they stole from us, is four. That's it. I think even the trap monsters aren't. The tomb shield is level three. That's it. So there's no way to do that. So basically, this card. Um, Phantom Knights of Cursed Javelin. The second effect doesn't even apply. And uh, it's like a Gorgonic Guardian. It's pretty good. So this is a staple uh, rank 2 XCs card. Pretty good. Alright. Let's get to Yuto's dual skills. He has six dual skills that are exclusive. His generic dual skills, he has uh, draw sensible level. I guess that's good for um, Buster Blader. So you could kind of play him with Buster Blader. That's, that's something. Draw sense dark. Playing with Sheer Nui, I guess. Forget the Samurai Skull. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking of ways to um, play this guy in PvP. First skill Fang of Rebellion, Dark Rebellion. This is your free to play skill. Let me pull it up first. Okay. Fang of Rebellion, Dark Rebellion. At the beginning of the duel, add two Phantom Knights, Shadow Veil. To your deck and one Dark Rebellion XZ's Dragon to your extra deck. In addition, the following effect can be activated if you control only one monster that's Dark Rebellion XZ's Dragon, and your opponent controls a monster of higher attack. Select up to two cards in your hand and attach them to Dark Rebellion XZ's Dragon as materials. This can be used once per duel. This is pretty good for a free-to-play skill. You get a free copy of the Dark Rebellion XZ's Dragon, which you can get if you don't feel like buying the mini box. And then the Phantomites of Shadow Veil is a free uh, trap monster you get. Yeah. Not much more to say. The boost gives the Dark Rebellion Dragon an extra overlay ability because this guy spends two Xyz materials to activate his ability. And he gets a permanent buff, so you're going to get like a second attack buff off, which is pretty cool. But that only happens rarely because they have to have a monster with bigger attack. And you'll have to have survived the attack first. Alright, next skill is called Phantom Knights Resurrected. Can be used if your life points are 2,500 or below. Return up to two cards from your hand to your deck. Then select the same number of Phantom Knights trap cards in your graveyard that are treated as monsters when activated. Any card you select is treated as having its effect activated and played to your monster zone as a monster. Phantom Knights of Mistclaws is treated as level 4 because it doesn't say what level the monster is. The skill will only activate if you begin a duel with the following deck conditions. 
Your deck contains no cards other than Phantom Knight monsters and Phantom Knight spells and traps. That's pretty bad. Your extra deck contains no monsters other than Phantom Knight's monsters or Exodus dragon monsters. Um, conditions are bad. Um, you're down 1,500 life points. You take two trap monsters out of the graveyard, you play them, and then you have to pay two cards in hand. It's better if these, these trap cards just do it themselves. There's some of them that do... Uh, the, the spear I talked about. Oh, sorry. The Phantom Knights of Shadow Veil, is, it, it does it on its own, so... And then you can't put generic cards in the deck. This is a really bad skill. Like, any skill that prevents you from putting generic cards, staple back row into your deck, is pretty bad. Phantom Regenerate. Select up to two Phantom Knight spell or trap cards in your graveyard. Attach them to one Xyz dragon on your field as Xyz material. The skill can be used once per duel. Yeah, this gives your um, Dark Rebellion Xyz dragon more charges to use its ability. And you're kind of using cards that don't have an effect. Some of them you banish them to trigger effects, which is nice, but this is something. It the the generic skill Fang of Rebellion already does that sort of. Phantom Strategy. Send one Phantom Knight's monster from your hand to your graveyard, then add a Phantom Knight's Fog Blade to the bottom of your deck from outside your deck. During the turn you activate this skill, you cannot special summon rank 4 or above monsters unless they are Dark Warriors or Dark Dragons. This skill can be used if you begin a duel with a deck that contains no monsters other than Dark Warriors. This skill can be used once per duel. This is pretty good. Um, Phantom Knights rely on graveyard effects, so this is like a free disposal on a trap card. It's kind of like Phoenix Chain, this card, this Fog Blade. You dispose the card and you get this card. It's pretty much Phoenix Chain. Activate this card by targeting an effect monster on the field, negate that monster's effects. It can't attack. And it can't be attacked. That's pretty much it. Um, it's like a Phoenix Chain that protects a guy from getting attacked. And you're not guaranteed to draw this card, but you could sure tutor it with an effect. And it's a free disposal. That's why I like it. Phantom Trade. Send one Phantom Knight spell or trap from your hand to graveyard. Add a Phantom Knight's monster from your graveyard to your hand. The skill can only be used if you begin a duel with a deck that includes at least one monster <laughs> and it contains no monsters other than Phantom Knight monsters. Okay, um, you trade a spell or trap for a monster in the graveyard. It's okay, but it's possible the monster had a more useful ability being banished from the graveyard. And finally, a skill called Trap Monsters that uh, ODN for some reason never had. The attack and defense of trap cards on your field that are treated as monsters increases by 300. So this is like a stationary, a passive buff. 300 attack and defense on a trap monster. Uh, Sure, but did those monsters need an attack buff? It's not like you're relying on Paleozo Canadia to beat your opponent down. Sure, Paleozo Canadia has 1,200 attack. Any of those guys do. But 1,500... This is not nothing. Um, it's like they don't rely on those guys to be beat down, but they do have value as doing such. I think about other cards too, like um, the Mist, the Swamp Warrior or whatever, uh, Swamp Mirror. There's a few guys 
there might be a trap monster deck. I I can't doubt this skill just yet. There might be a deck. I think I think this is a sleeper skill. I mean, it's an exciting skill. There's some guys that have like high defense. You can think of that guy, the um, the Yugi guy, Metamorphosis. Maybe we might have something, guys. We might have something. That is it for Uto. Next week we'll talk about the the cards from the box. Uh, so we'll see how the Phantom Knights put are put together. I don't think it's very promising, but um, maybe something will come of it. So we're doing this Master Duel section to be a master based off the banger hit from the Pokemon, first Pokemon series. And Master Duels is taking over. There's no doubt about it. It's, let's start by going through the big, the big ticket item, which is Master Duel recently hit an all-time peak of 262,333 players at once. This happened on Wednesday. I think. That's a lot of players. I don't know... If you compare it to other games. Like, how do you do that? Let's see. I'm going to compare it to Duel Links, just for a comparison. So, let's see. Oh, that was last Sunday. Sorry, that was like the release day. The 262,033 Duel Links had 7,000. It's staggering, like, like the amount of players that are playing this game. It's funny they have a huge dip because that's when they went on maintenance. Like in the middle of Thursday, uh, Wednesday night. Duelings is kind of staying stable at like 6,000, 7,000 players. Master Duels, always in the six digits. I'm wondering what, uh, like what other card game? Magic Duels? Yeah, it's kicking Magic Duels' ass. Magic Duels is like uh, 80 people. Let me see Shadowverse, that's a game. Yeah, it's being Shadowverse too. I, I think maybe if you go to uh, Japan, it's different. But Shadowverse is in the thousands, like three thousand, four thousand.
Let's think of other games. Yeah, so it's it's doing very well. That's just the gist of it. There's a mobile release. So it's been released on iOS and Android in 11 countries. Algeria, Austria, Brazil, e- Egypt, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, Portugal, Switzerland, and Turkey. I think there was a tweet about it not being released in America and England, but obviously it's it's not released in a lot more countries besides that. So... Honestly, I don't think I would play this on mobile. Because the turns take forever. And I'm going to be like on the train and um, I'll get to another station and the duel's over or something. Or maybe it'll still be happening. I don't know, but maybe I could play I could, just the turns take so long that I could squeeze it in. I don't know. It, it's not going to work for me. I don't think I play the only thing I play on mobile is like Pokemon and uh this this isn't gonna work for me, so I don't care if it's released on mobile. I guess that's the that's the thing. You could do your solo missions on mobile. That's the one thing I would do on mobile. New solo mode missions are coming into uh, into Master Duels, so I think they had a little uh, a little teaser on that where that was leaked. Solo mode is, isn't the easiest thing for me, though. Like, I find that, like, the loner decks make it really hard to play. I can't even play it with, um, with, uh, gimmick puppets, like, better, like, than the, than the deck they give me. I don't remember what decks they have. They had Weather Painters as a new solo mission. Uh, the, um, Helicopters, Phantom Phantom Beasts, Mech Phantom Beasts, or whatever. Dude, my memory's failing me so bad. Uh, yeah, but it's like four new solo missions. So that's new cards, new gems. That's always good. We're getting new mates. The new mates are kind of stupid. It's like Shard of Greed and some fusion cards. Like, how would a fusion card be a mate? I don't. I don't really like the the mates. I mean, the ones we have are pretty good right now, but the proposed uh, new ones aren't very great, in my opinion. New legacy packs. So legacy packs are these things where you could just use the tickets they give you to buy two cards, but they're pretty bad cards. Like they're pretty bad cards. You can't disenchant for resources. So, um, the the lesson right now is to hold on to your legacy pack tickets. So, in the future, when they release better cards. You can use it on them. I stupidly have used a lot of legacy pack cards because I thought it would be the same thing, but now that I found out, that's not going to be the case. And gem conservation. There's a lot of complaints on Reddit are about how you lose all your gems. Like the the gems they gave you are completely front loaded, and if you want to save money on this game, just hold on to your gems. Uh, I know you're going to hit a glut sometime over nine thousand, and then. They're going to put into the box where they expire. So at that point, it's good to research what deck you want to buy. I think um, it's good to hold into gems. I think Duel Links has, has taught me that. I have spent some money to play to buy certain decks. I do have like Alistair, Witchcrafter. I'm playing Gimmick Pups, which isn't the best thing, but got me to gold at least, I guess. So it's somewhere. 
but I've crafted some staple cards, like I said, to help me win some games. Um, it's also a good idea to disenchant some cards that you don't use. So some, maybe some U, bad UR cards or bad SR cards you can disenchant for some uh, some craftable cards. I think URs are at the premium right now. URs, it costs 30 uh, stones to make a UR card. And a lot of the staple cards are UR cards. So know which ones to target. There are certain ones, I think I made, like I said, I made Nigarusu, which is a card that when they make five summons, you can tribute all of them for this monster. I think that's a pretty good deal. Max C, of course. You could draw a ton of cards. The Ash and uh, Ash Blossom. Ash Blossom and Joy Spring. I keep forgetting the card's name. Uh, Harpy's Feather Duster, I believe, is also a a card. That has advantages over the Lightning Vortex. That I didn't realize. Yeah, it, it's good to get these staple cards. Like, I put at 3 MST in my deck, and I thought that was a pretty bad idea. Like, I took it out after one duel, so... I can't translate Duel Links into Master Duels. It just can't happen. Um, it, it, There's a huge learning curve that I'm struggling with in Master Duels. Like, I don't know these archetypes. Like, I think I have to play through the solo missions of every archetype to know what they do. But that's all you face in gold. Like, the time to face crappy decks is getting rarer and rarer. I think I have faced people who are at the same level as me where they're somewhat competent, but then there's, like, these new... There's all these archetypes that I just don't even know about. And we're all at the same level. Sometimes you could tell who they are but when they're not playing a million cards in one turn. If you're playing a million cards in one turn, you're playing the game right. But it is a bit overwhelming for the new player. Um, I have not... So so Decade has also rebranded into his Twitch channel. So he's just streaming Master Duels now. I mean, the numbers are obvious that Master Duels is where it's going to be at. Um, the... The number of players that flock back to Duel Links, it's it's kind of like you're on the border if if Master Duels is too tough for you. It's too complex for you. And that's the real Yu-Gi-Oh! It is what it is. So, I think people have to figure that out before what game they play. Um, I have not checked Master Duels meta, which is kind of like the Duel Links meta of Duel Links. Um, I think there I can probably learn what budget deck to play with limited resources to get me to platinum, I guess. I don't know. Next month, they'll probably have an event. But we're only one week into this game, and it seems like they're doing amazing, which is which is just good. That's just what we all wanted when Master Duels came out. got upcoming news for february next week we'll talk about the box as well 
So upcoming news, KC Cup's happening. I wonder how many people will play. I think it might be an all-time low at this time. Early February, February 3rd to 13th, KC Cup. Tour Guide Mission Bingo, Unformed Void, which is not a new card. This, these notifications are getting horrible. Like, like they say it's a new card when one came out last month. Mid-February, Mech Lord Raid Duel again for a second, second month in a row. UR card Mech Time Blast, SR Weisel Top 3, which we already have, I believe. Mid-February, Dual Quest, SR card Crimson Sentry. I'm not sure if this is new or old. Uh, Mid-February, Trey is retired to the Dual Gate. Late-February, Mission Circuit. Late-February, Obtain a Legendary Duelist. I'm pretty sure it's Annika Boom. Late February, Duel Links Mission Research. That is it for the podcast. Thanks for listening. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. Check out the podcast and more at theduelassessment.wordpress.com. Email me with anything at theduelassessment at gmail.com or you can find me on Twitter at duel underscore assessment or my own account at Green Ranger CCG. All right. Thanks for listening. Enjoy both these games. I'll see you next time. <laughs>